a couple of days. And uh, Leland, what a joy to be with you. And I remember Leland at camp uh, for years and years. I was a camp director. I was a pastor. And Leland would be out there and he'd be playing his cello. I don't know if he still plays his cello. And uh, his, his cheeks would just get bright red and he'd play away. And uh, we were, were thrilled uh, with that time. So Leland, I appreciate you leading the singing tonight. That's the first time I've ever seen you lead. And uh, that's a blessing. Take your Bibles, if you will, and turn to Matthew. I know it's Wednesday night, and I know that we're talking about missions. And I know that some of you are not thrilled with the topic and the survey it is. I'm going to tell you right away, I'm going to be talking about money tonight. And the Bible says a lot about money. It says more about money than it does any other topic. Christ talked more about money than he did almost any other thing. And we find many instances and situations, and to cut to the chase tonight, uh, the, the city of New York and the city of Queens, uh, I'll guarantee you they're not going to come in tomorrow and bring some money to put into the church. They're not going to do the front of your church. They're not going to give you any cuts or breaks. In fact, they're looking for everything they can do to tax every church in America. And I want you to know that before you can give to missions, You've got to be a tither, and you've got to be tithing for what God has given to you. The Bible says that uh, all thine increase, that we're to give 10%. 10% of everything comes in, and it should come in all the way, and we should be able to give that 10% back to the Lord. God honors that, and he will do it. There was a young monk that went to a monastery and they said, we've got rules here. And he said, we're going to let you speak twice a year. And the first five years went by and the young monk stood up and he said, hard bed. And he sat back down. Another long five years went on and on and on. And it just seemed like it would never come. And he got up and stood up and he said, bad food. And he sat back down. Another long five years went by, and he stood up and he said, I quit. And the lead monsoor said, you might as well have quit. All you've done is complain since you've been here. That was the way it was. And I want you to know that you can complain. You can take money that comes down the aisle, and, and I want you to understand, the ushers may take that and go all the way to the back. You may cry all the way because your money, the tithe, goes to the church, or it, it goes down the aisle. But the Bible says the tithe is the Lord's. It's not just a New Testament thing, I mean, Old Testament thing. It's a New Testament thing as well. In Luke chapter 23, 23, the Bible talks about the importance, of, or Matthew 23, the Bible talks about these things should you have done, you ought to have done, and it speaks there about tithing. The tithe is the Lord. I want you to stand with me tonight. Let's read. I started out and I want you to go to Matthew chapter 6, verse number 19. In Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 19, we as Christians are challenged by the fact that it says to lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth. Now, that's all you know to do is to strive. You want to get ahead. Every man wants to get ahead in work. There's nothing wrong with doing that. There's nothing wrong with having money. There's nothing wrong with having success. There's nothing wrong with being able to be successful and to pay your bills. Uh, little kid's shoes cost as much as big kid's shoes. 
Ladies, I'll guarantee you that your clothing and so forth costs as much as a child's and, and the children's cost as much as it is. Every time I go to the store, it costs more. I don't know about you. Everybody wants money. And a lot of times we get to thinking that, you know, at church they talk about that too. Yeah, it's all you preachers ever talk about is money. In fact, a lot of people have said, you know, you guys want to do that all the time, and that's all you talk about. Hey, well, come on in. There's plenty of room for everybody else. We need to realize that God is interested in his children taking an interest in spiritual things. And, folks, if you're not tithing and you're not giving that to the Lord, remember there's no reward in heaven for tithing. The reward comes here on earth. The reward is us giving back to the Lord, making it possible for churches like this and churches like mine to be able to exist all over America. So let's look at this together. It says in verse 19, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. And I want you to read verse 21 with me. All right, here we go. For where your treasure is, wait, 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 wait. I want everybody, here we go. Ready? For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Read it again. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Look at me now, and I want you to say that verse together. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The Bible says that my heart is where my treasure is. Where's your treasure? You say, Pastor, I don't have any treasure. I just, you know, make it from day to day. You realize that God wants to meet the needs of his children. God wants to bless his children. God is going to do that through you letting go of more of your money. And you've got to be tithing. And that's important tonight. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that you'll be with us tonight, that you'll speak to our heart. And Lord, we've got to settle this issue before we ever go any farther. And I pray tonight that in every area of all of our income, in everything that we do, in everything that we have, Lord, that we'll understand that tithing is an important thing. And Lord, I've got to be a tither. I'm not to be wholehearted. i not to just give of my own and give of my income But, Father, I need to be totally encapsulated with this idea that it belongs to the Lord. In your precious and holy name we ask. Amen. I want you to be seated. The Bible also says this in Matthew chapter 6. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. We're going to learn that verse. We're going to say it every night. It's important. The Bible says in verse 24, no man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold on to the one and despise the other. He cannot serve God and mammon. And then it goes on to talk about what God does. You ever think of what God does to take care of you? In verse 25, it says, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye much 
better than they? Of course we are. In verse 27, it says, Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why, the Bible says, take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which is today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall ye, he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. The Bible says in verse 33 this, is this verse, you ought to mark it in your Bible. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for tomorrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is evil thereof. I want you to know that God is interested in meeting the needs of his people. The problem is, is that some of you are waiting for an increase in salary. Some of you are waiting for the big ship to come in. Some of you are waiting for a rich uncle, and I hope you have one somewhere. But he's got a lot of other cousins and a lot of other nieces and nephews before he ever thinks about you. Do you realize tonight that God has a plan for meeting our needs? We work, and listen, the money that you earn and the money that you work for and the money that you toil during the week, it is money, and we need it to live on, and we need it to survive on. And one of you in a marriage is a giver, and one is a taker. We marry opposites. And the Bible goes on and talks about that in a lot of places. We need to realize that what God has given to you, not everybody else is going to get along with the program. You may want to tithe and your spouse says no. You both may want to tithe and you just can't afford it. You cannot afford not to give because the Bible says, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, shall men give into your bosom. Now that's not talking about the tithe. Turn back, if you will, to the book of Malachi. In the book of Malachi, the Bible says, in just one chapter back, something about that giving of the tithe. We're satisfied. We don't like to be challenged on where we'll get it more. It takes faith. God says, you go first. We say to God, uh, Lord, you can trust me. You go first. And we say, uh, no, God, uh, you go first and you can trust me. And God says, no, You trust me and you go first. God wants you to give to him first the tithe. And then God comes through. Do you realize that the reason that God cannot bless you is that somewhere you've not tithed. If you're not tithing off the gross of your income, you're not tithing. If you're not giving back to the Lord that which belongs to him, You say, yeah, but that's what the government is. Yes, that's true. But we're to give a tithe off of everything that we get. When extra money comes in, when we cash in those bottles or those cans, when we babysit, how many times is that money just taken away and put in a pocket? How much 
time do we take when we open a birthday card or grandma or grandpa sends us money in the mail and that $5 or that $10 or if you're fortunate enough to get a $20 bill, then we take that and we just slip it away. I want you to know that God keeps track of every penny. And the reason that he can't bless many Christians in our churches today, in my church, is because people are not tithing off of everything that they get. There's IRAs and there's all kinds of CDs that are put away. I know that when I die that my will says that the uh, income is going to come and my children, I'm sure, are all excited about what they're going to get. But I want you to know that 10% of everything that comes in when I die is going to the church of my membership, Yakima Bible Baptist Church. I've been there almost 50 years. And I want you to know that 20% is going, going to go for missions to the church. Now listen, you may not have thought about that. You may not have thought of a lot of things. The reason we don't need an extra bonus or an income increase or something to make a difference in our life with more money. Listen, what you need to do is to begin to give. God wants to bless you, and it begins with the tithe. Look at this over here in Malachi. In Malachi, the Bible says in chapter 3, you say, yeah, all of you pastors know about Malachi. Well, here it is tonight. I want you to realize that tithing is not about the money. It's about our relationship with him In verse number 7, it says, Even from the days your fathers are gone away from my ordinances and have kept and not kept them, return unto me, and I will return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. But ye said, Wherein shall we return? Will a man rob God? That's pretty serious if we rob God. Yet ye have robbed me, but ye say, Where have we robbed thee? And the answer comes in tithes and offerings. And you're cursed with a curse. This is where it all begins. For ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there be No room to receive it. I will, the Bible says, rebuke the devourer for your sakes. And he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast your fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. I want you to know something tonight, that God simply takes what we give him and he puts it to our account. God opens those windows of heaven. Tithing opens the windows of heaven. Do you know what a window is for? These windows you cannot see out, but they're let light in. The purpose of a window is to allow you to see things. And the Bible talks about the windows of heaven. Where do you read about it elsewhere in Scripture? What are those windows for? When you tithe, God opens. I don't know how he does it. I used to look at like a hopper down this way, or if he opened it up this way, I had a lot of thought about I, I just don't know. But the Bible says when we tithe that those windows of heaven open. Now, how much comes out of those windows depends on how much more you give of your money. I'm thankful that J.C. Penney is there, and I'm thankful for some of their stores that are still open today. 
But did you know that when J.C. Penney was just a boy, that he gave 90% and he traded places with God in giving and he kept only 10%. And I'm glad that God didn't say give 90%, but he said give just 10%. 10%, 10%. It's equal for everybody. It's something we all can do. If you're on a fixed income, God asks for 10%. If you make a lot of money, he still wants the 10%. Listen, it's easy to give 10% when you don't make any money at all and when it's very small. I had a man one time that he began tithing, Nick Denton. I think a lot of you know him, but Brother Nick, I remember two or three times he had his business just went, it tanked out, went all the way to the bottom. Nick tithed and he'd say, Pastor, I just don't know what I'm going to do. And he put his head down in his hands and he said, I just don't know what to do. And, you know, it was a few years later than that that Nick got into building cell phone towers. And he built them in Southern California, did quite well. And he built those towers and he began to make money and he began to put it away. And just about probably four years ago, Nick sold his business. And he tithed, listen to this, he tithed $4 million to his church in Albuquerque. He came back, and I was sitting by him at Heartland Baptist Bible College, and I've enjoyed working with your pastor on the board of directors and just being a real friend to me. But Nick turned to me, and he said, uh, he says, I'm going to give something tonight. He says, uh, can I give, and I think it was uh, probably a graduation, and, and Nick he just reached into his pocket and he handed me a check and I took that check and I just stuck it in my pocket. That's why I put all the checks is right here in my pocket. And last night in the, in the room, I went back to the room. I didn't think anything about that. And I was getting ready for bed and I was taking stuff out of my pocket and putting it away. And there was a check in there for $100,000. Came from Nick Denton. And he said, yeah, guys with big money, they can give a lot. Yeah, they can. And Nick Denton gave $100,000 in that program. Listen, this is the same guy that a few years ago was broke. He didn't have anything. And he began tithing, and God gave up up and above. And he began tithing, and God gave more. We needed just a little bit more, so he wrote another check for $10,000. I was just stunned. I never handled kind of that kind of money. And he said, well... You know, does, does God bless that type of giving? Let me tell you what happened real quick. Nick Denton, while we were at, at Heartland, he took that money. He had already given the 10000 And there was everything was done and settled in his company and everything was put together. And the guys that were with him on his team, they were trying to sell the rest of the property. And they sold his property while Nick was gone. There were four of them. And the profits had gone up because the buildings had gone up. And they began to bid higher and higher and higher. A lot of you know it works with 10 or 20 or $30. But listen, Nick Denton, while he was gone, he came back home. And there was a letter in the mailbox. He opened that mailbox. And what do you think was in it? The profit that he came over those guys and what they'd given, the profit was $100,000 And God gave everything he gave back at the college. He refunded it all back to him again. God has a way. God always comes through. But it always is released by tithing. Some of you aren't tithers. And some of you are tithing and you're hoping that God will make it. 
Listen, God is waiting for you to open up and to give to him so he can give back to you. The tithe is the Lord's. It belongs all to him. If God is able to do that for someone else, God can do that for you. And as we look back in the Bible, the Bible simply says in Matthew 6, 19 through 20, Lay not up treasures for yourselves where moth and rust doth corrupt, but lay up treasures in heaven, the Bible says, where thieves don't break through nor steal. God can do that for you. Now, if God is going to help you, God is going to start you with the tithe. And if you're going to give to missions, you're going to have to begin giving at that level. If you're going to give at the tithe, then we can understand what it is to be able to give to missions. Now, I want you to take your Bible and turn back with me, if you will, to this place in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 14. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 14, the Bible's not talking about tithing here, but I want you to see what it says in this verse. In verse number 14, it says this, But by an equality, that now at this time your abundance may be a supply for their want, that their abundance also may be a supply for your want, that there may be equality. God will supply, God will meet at your abundance what he has supposed for you. God will bless you. So turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse number 1. I want you to see that the tithe is the Lord's. When we give of tithing, we need to understand that it belongs to him and God is going to give you. Listen, tithing and money is a spiritual thermometer of the Christian. What God does with you and your finances, it is all based on what you do with him. And the more that you relax and you give, God is freed up then and he's commanded that he must give back to you. In 1 Corinthians chapter 16, look what it says. In verse number 1, the Bible says, Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye. That's a ye of the local church. It doesn't just mean you, but it means ye. All of us are to participate. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store, as God hath prospered him that there be no gatherings when I come. And when I come, whomsoever ye shall approve by your letters, then will I send to bring your liberality unto Jerusalem. I used to preach that that was all about the tithe and that's what God was going to do and that we're to come into the storehouse. Well, we're to be in the storehouse and we're to bring our tithe and offering to the storehouse upon the first day of the week. But friends, When you begin tithing and you start off at the ground, the very first level that you have to give is that of your abundance. If this is a tithe and the tithe is the Lord's, and remember that in New Testament times, we give a whole lot less than they had to do in the Old Testament. If this is a first level, this is called abundance giving. I'm going to give of my abundance. Abundance giving is reaching into my pocket It's taking hold of my wallet. It's able to give of what I have. And I give in abundance. 
Look what it says right here in this text. Bible says in 1 Corinthians 16 and verse 1, write this down or just underline these in your Bible, if you will. Now, concerning the collection for the saints, it was an offering. It was a collection. It was not the tithe. They were to receive. They were to bring. They were to give of their abundance. It was over and above the tithe. The tithe had already been given. And what they gave, even a penny, if it was a dollar, ten dollars, if it was a hundred dollars, if it was a thousand, they were giving of their own money. It did not belong to anybody else, but just to them. The Bible says concerning the collection, underline the word collection. The Bible says for the saints, this was an offering for people. It was not for the church. The tithe is for the church. The tithe takes care of those lights up there. The tithe pays for the water that we use. All kinds of things. Your church has got obligation. My church has got all kinds of bills. And it's taken care of by the people that give to those things. Here, it's giving over and above. Concerning the collection for the saints. And look at this third word. As I have given order to the churches. The Bible talks about an order. There was a structure that they were to give. It was to be given by God's divine order. It was to be brought into the church, this giving of abundance. The Bible says, as I have given order to the churches, the churches of Galatia. The Bible doesn't speak of just giving to a church, but the Bible talks about coming into the church and giving that, which is the Lord's giving of our abundance back to him. God has blessed us, and as we give every week, God says that we're to give of our abundance to him. Giving of what money we do have, that is the very first type of giving. And look at that. It says, now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given order to the churches, and here's the next word of Galatia, even so do ye. God wants us all to be involved. He wants us to be involved in giving back to him. It involves everyone. Everybody can give. The Bible says in verse number two, upon the first day, it was to be done on the first day of the week. In school, I remember there were Seventh-day Baptists in Southern California. I went to school with Seventh-day Adventists. And I'd always say to them, which went to church on Sunday, they were, we were to go on Sunday. We know that the uh, commandment to bring the tithes into the offerings into the storehouse was upon the first day of the week. And I said, why do you guys go on Saturday? And then you come back and you have to tithe on Sunday. They said, well, we don't do that. Well, I says the Bible said on the first day of the week. And we're to go on the first day. We're to bring that offering on the first day of the week and give it back to him. God says that he'll bless that. God says that that's his plan. And when we come together, that's exactly what we're supposed to do upon the first day of the week. And then it says, let everyone, everybody in the family is to put their offerings together. And they're to mom and dad and teenagers and boys and girls. They're to be able to give. The Bible says everyone. We used to take our family. We had nine children. We'd get all the way around the table and we'd figure out on Saturday nights what the offering is going to be. We made a big deal about it. 
And everybody had their thing. You know, the kids scribbling on the envelopes and uh, be all kinds of different things. On the way to church, they'd chew them. And they'd, you know, be waiting up. They'd end up on the floorboard of the car, all that type of thing. It's a lot of hassle when you work with kids. But I want you to know that they learn what it was to give. It was a tithe. And some gave more than others. Some had a few coins and they'd go like this all the way to church and shake a nickel all the way through and make a hole in the envelope and all that type of thing. You had to put up with all kinds of stuff. But I want you to understand that it was everybody taking part. Everybody had something to do. Most of the things that we give as children, it's all missions. The Bible says that every one of you, that's a masculine gender. Every church member is to participate let every one of you lay by him in store. That word store is talking about the storehouse. It's here that it's not only the receptacle of God's word, but the local church should be where our storehouse is. The Bible says we're to give it not to the radio preacher, not to some organization, not to some third party. It talks about the local church. This is the local church. You're to bring that offering. And the Bible says this offering of abundance, look what it says, that every one of you may lay by him in store as God hath prospered him. It's not the tithe. It's not something else. It's not faith promise that we're talking about here. It's talking about what you have in your pocket, in your purse, in your bank account, when we just simply go, a lot of times we've had an offering where we said, don't look at what the amount is. Just reach into your wallet, take it out, and put it in. A lot of times we like to sort it. A lot of times we like to play games with God, and we don't want to give him everything. And a lot of times we, uh, you know, just simply are very chintzy to God. Friends, if, if God has been open to you and friendly, if God has met your needs in abundance, and listen, God has a duty and he has a responsibility and God can supply all our needs according to his riches and glory. God's able to do that and he's able to meet your needs and he's waiting on you to be honest in your giving. Most pastors give more than their people and I want you to understand that tonight this is something that we need to start and we need to begin and we need to see God blessing. God can take your needs and he can take your finances and he can take them all the way to the top. Look what it says in verse number two. Every one of you lay by him in store as God hath prospered him that there be no more gatherings when I come. And verse number three, and when I come, whomsoever ye shall approve by your letters, them will I send to bring your liberality unto Jerusalem. The Bible talks about approval. It was by local church. I'm thankful tonight that we're an independent church, that we don't have a headquarters somewhere that tells us what we are to give to him, what we are to approve to him. And the Bible says to bring your liberality. Now, I, I don't care too much about the word liberal. I want you to understand that this is liberality as manifested in liberal giving. God wants you to be liberal with him. God wants you to turn loose. God wants you, when that plate comes around to offering, that we need to be liberal in our giving. 
We need to trust him. We need to step out. We need to launch out by faith. We need to do what Nick Denton learned to do years ago, was to give as unto the Lord and to be a blessing. Other people could be doing that thing, but you know what? Nick Denton, every time there's an offering that comes by Heartland, boy, he writes another check. And he just trusts God. He says, you know what? He says, every time that I give, he says, people don't believe it. But he says, God gives all of it back to me. And I said, well, why shouldn't he do it if we do $20 or $25 or $100? Listen, my God can meet your need. My God can supply. My God can do everything that you need done in your life if you learn to trust on him. The widow of Zarephath. Why do you think God blessed her in such a way? The examples that we have in the Bible of giving are just that way. And look at, look at what it says. I send to bring your liberality to Jerusalem. God was willing to take them. God was willing to use that giving. And God was able to bless it. You reap what you sow. You reap later than you sow. And you always reap more than you sow. That's what God's plan is. And God's waiting for you to say yes. He's waiting for you to come aboard. He's waiting for you to be that one that will take our missionaries and get them overseas. How are we going to reach all these countries? How are we going to do that? It's no stronger than the local church. And it's no stronger than the individual givers within that church. And the the fact of the matter is, is that my people and you people in every single church in America... The only way that we're going to get missionaries there is not going to be by the government. It's not going to be through the giving and hoping that they will get onto the field some way and hoping that some other person in another church, you say, yeah, praise the Lord for Brother Denton. Why didn't he help all of us? I want you to know that he's just one person and he's doing what God had told him to do. God wants to take your $5, your $10. He wants to take your $200, $500, whatever it is that you give. He wants to take that and make it a blessing that it can be given as unto the Lord. Turn with me, if you will, just a little bit more. And I want you to come over to the book of Mark. In the book of Mark, the Bible says it's an interesting thing because God uses Jesus himself. The Bible talks about what he can do. And how he uses different people to get it done. In Mark chapter 12, the Bible talks about Jesus one day and he went to church. Aren't you glad that he went to church? Listen, we need to go every time the doors are open. And those of you that are special here tonight on a Thursday night, you've come because the doors are open. And I want you to look in closing at Mark chapter 12 and look at verse 41. Jesus sat over against the treasury and he beheld how the people cast money into the treasury and many that were rich cast in much. And there came a certain poor widow and she threw in two mice, which make a farthing. And he called unto him his disciples and saith unto them, verily I say unto you that this poor widow hath cast in more in than all they which have cast into the treasury. For all they did cast in of their, what does it say? Abundance of what they had. 
But she, of her want, did cast in all that she had, even all of her living. I want you to understand that if this represents tithing on this level, people have got to tithe. The tithe is the Lord's. It's a beginning basis of everything. And then we come up to this level, and it's giving of what we have. Sometimes there are certain things that we can do without. We can do without coffee. We can do without iced tea. That's me. You can do without chewing gum. You can do without all kinds of things. Listen, we spend a lot of money and we waste a lot of money on this level. We, a lot of times, can give up certain things so that we can give more. Is there something that you're doing that you could give up to give more to the Lord? To send more missionaries onto the field. To be able to help them get to what they're going to do. The only way it's going to come is through the local church. So it's giving of our tithe, giving of our abundance. And thirdly, we step up to this level of what we read tonight of giving sacrificially. Giving sacrificially is simply giving something where it hurts to give. Now, the Bible says here in verse number 41 that Jesus went to church. Don't you, aren't you glad that Jesus goes to church? And the Bible says that Jesus sat over against the treasury. Now, I don't know about you, but Jesus, when he goes to church, he probably could sit anywhere he wanted to. And he sat over against the treasury. In those days, the treasury was in the back of the auditorium. And the Bible says he didn't sit down front. And I believe that he didn't sit in the rear. He didn't sit off to the side. The Bible said he sat over against the treasury and beheld. He saw everything that everybody gave. You say, well, Pastor, I don't, I don't want anybody to see what I give. I don't want the ushers to look. I don't want anybody else to know. I just want to be able to give it as unto the Lord. Well, you know what? That day, Jesus, the Bible says, set against the treasury. I mean, he was right there. There was no way that you could hide it. There was no way that you could give it. Uh, the only way that you couldn't let Jesus see what you give is just not to go up and give. But everybody that gave that day, Jesus saw what they give. Can I remind you that Jesus sees every time you give. He knows how much you gave. He knows how much you always have given. He knows, and listen, he doesn't look at what you give, but what you have left. Jesus understands. And that should make you happy tonight that Jesus cares about you. But the Bible says that he sat over against the treasury and beheld how the people cast money into the treasury. And many that were rich, Cast in much. That's not a condemnation, but that's just simply what they were doing. And the Bible says there came a certain poor widow. Didn't give her name. We don't know who she is. She was without a husband, and she was poor. And she threw in two mites. Now, when you go to Israel, there'll always be somebody selling mites. They're made out of aluminum, and you can buy them in a great big bag, and you just get a whole lot of different ones, and always bring those back for her people. Because it's an example of just what she gave and how frivolous it must have been to everybody else. She threw in two mites, which make a farthing. This one-tenth of a penny, or however much it is today, I don't know where it is. But the Bible says she cast it in. She threw it in. And look at verse 43. And he called unto him his disciples. And he said to them, guys, just look what happens. He saith unto them, Verily I say unto you, 
that this poor widow hath cast more in than all they which have cast into the treasury. Don't you just kind of think that those 12, Judas not being saved, looked at him and said, oh, Lord, you know, that's, mm, it's not very much. It's just only, you know, two pence. And she cast it in. And the Bible says that, uh, you know, they were there. Christ called them together, brought them forward. And he says, I want you to know that she gave more than anybody else. How could that be? The Bible says here, sacrificially, she gave all that she had. We had a Sunday called Trade Place with God in Giving. And we trusted God as we gave more. And I remember my dad saying to the congregation, why don't you just trade place? Why don't you, on this Sunday, let's all give our offering. And let's all trust the Lord for what we have. And with what we have, let us give. And you know, God, on that Sunday, God blessed us as all of us gave all that we had. And we traded places with God in giving. Listen, I firmly believe tonight that if we were to give everything that we do have, if we were to sign our check, turn it over, Pat, put it back in, that God would have to give everything back to us. God is interested tonight in your abundance, in your tithe, and he's giving tonight instruction in your abundance, and he's giving tonight instruction in the amount that we give sacrificially. You've got carpet, you're going to carpet your house, and you hold up on the payment, And you put that money back to the Lord. There's a missionary that's going to the field and he's desperate. And you reach into that fund. You look at each other and you make an agreement. And you give that money that was sacrificially saved in order that that missionary gets to the mission field. That's what abundance giving is. And God says this. The Bible says in verse 44, For all they did cast in of their abundance. Just what they had, that's all they were given. First Corinthians sixteen one. But she of her want did cast in all that she had, even all her living. May not mean anything to you tonight, but I think God's looking for some people that are willing to get serious and really get honest with God in giving. I don't know where you're at, I don't know what your situation is, but I do know this <clears> that a lot of people aren't tithing. And until we start being honest with God, God cannot bless you, friend. And until we start giving of our abundance, that which we have, and giving sacrificially, being able to sacrifice. Listen, God is watching tonight, and he's looking for an individual that he can use. Can he trust you? Can he use you? Can he take your amount that you give each week, and can you be blessed by it? God is looking and he is waiting. He's in the business tonight of blessing and meeting the needs only he can give and only he can bring. That's what God wants tonight. And as a church, I'd say tonight, let's trust him. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Father.